Hey, welcome everybody. You're listening to 101.7 Civil Radio in Abbotsford, serving the Fraser Valley, broadcasting from the traditional unceded Stolo territory. Welcome everyone to episode four of Bush League with Beast and the Bear. I'm your host, Carl Lundgren, and with me, my co-host, who needs McDavid's skill when you got Probert's knuckles, Mr. Justin Orlowitz. Ahoy, ahoy. How's it going, boys? Hey, always good to have you here, Justin. As always, we're always going to hit you up. I see you got your... Uh, your your uh, Nordique jersey on there, yeah. bud. Well, we all know Burnaby Joe uh, played well most of his career in uh, Quebec, and then the rest in Colorado. Won those cups, you know, not a big deal. Um, and he just recently went into the Hall of Fame this weekend. So I figured, what better player to have for the jersey of the show? Yeah, well, does that have anything to do with the Colorado uh, Avalanche uh, giving yeah. us a beating the other day? I, I don't think so. I, I in fact, it, it kind of maybe worked against us a little bit in that one. But uh, like I said, there's a street named after him right by the rink in Burnaby. I mean, we, yeah. there's no way. And he just went in the Hall of Fame. There's no way I couldn't wear this jersey today. But uh, no, it's definitely not a protest towards that uh, whooping our boys took in Colorado the other night. Seven one. Ouch. Yeah. All right. Well. <clears throat> It's uh, game night, and Civil Radio gave away tickets to tonight's game to Jeff Stackhouse as part of their hashtag FVMA21 program. So they're going to be giving away tickets. Oh, congrats, Jeff. Sorry. Yeah, congrats to Jeff. They're giving away tickets all season, right? Yes, Pete? they are. Yes, they are. Yeah. All you got, I don't know if the hashtag is going to stay the same all year, but it's definitely that's what the current hashtag is. And uh, if you want to go to the game, there's there's a set of tickets for every home game as long as yeah. you use that hashtag. And it, remember, it doesn't have to be a hockey photo. Yeah, it could be anything. It could be, like we said, a picture of your cat, your dog. We think uh, a your dinner, surefire your dinner. Like if you go to Dragonford after yeah. you record your show and uh, have a big plate of Chinese food, you can take a picture of it. Use the hashtag uh, FVMA21 and you yeah. can win tickets. Yeah, well, uh, you know, you just get a picture of your dinner. There you go. Local local food usually will win. In Dra- that Dragonfort. One. Dragonfort. We always love our Dragonfort. Uh, shameless plugs. That's yeah, our yeah, motto we, we, around we, we, here. We got to stop giving them free plugs. And uh, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at underscore Bush League and on Facebook at Bush League Radio. And uh, let's get started off here. As we usually do with a summary of the Abbotsford Canucks games this week, uh, we had two on the road in Stockton versus the Heat. Uh, there's a name we all recognize here in Abbotsford, the Heat. Uh, and in case you all were wondering, yes, this is where the Abbotsford Heat ended up. Beast, you used to cover the Heat games. When? What? What, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean... I don't know. Where do you want me to start? Do you want me to start with the attendance or <laughs> the fact that they, they shellacked us? Or? Well, we're going to get into that later, both of those things. But I just wanted to... You know, I mean, yeah, I used, to, I used to cover them when they were in Abbotsford here. And, um, you know, um, I mean, it's really a shame because it, it, it was a good team that they had at the time. It just happened to be Calgary, the Calgary Flames farm team, yeah, which we, we've reiterated a few times. Yeah. They could have brought anyone's farm team except the Flames. Yeah. So we had two on the road in Stockton versus the Heat. Uh, so now, uh, game one was on Friday. Well, we had to watch these games on AHL TV and I don't know about you, the I, I, camera I, feed in Stockton was absolutely I think, I think, I think the AHL, uh, TV guys need to get, uh, get on the horn with the boys in Stockton and tell them to step it up a little bit because I mean, I mean, we understand that it, there's a budget, but, uh, I mean, yeah, it was like watching an old eighties broadcast when you're sitting out there on the ice ice shack on the lake in Ontario. And, and at least the 80s <laughs> broadcast would have had some some fans in the seat. Like, I counted maybe about 55 people in the stands there. Yeah. No. Uh, so, I mean, uh, hopefully not a lot, not too many of those out-of-town games on AHL TV are going to be like that. I'll start to question the value of that AHL TV season pass at that point if it does. Regardless, we had DiPietro starting uh, on Friday. I think that puts our minds at ease about the injury thoughts we were huge having. Huge relief. Yeah, huge relief for me too. But uh, it just kind of leaves you wondering – 
Uh, you know, what's happening with this goal tending here in Abbotsford? It's great to see the, the battle. Uh, he looked great on the penalty kill in Friday's game. At some points, it seemed like he was a one-man penalty kill out there. He was. I mean, goaltending is goaltending is not the issue for these Canucks. That's no. all I'm going to say. He, and, and I don't know if you could have put it any better than one-man penalty kill. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he had to come up big on our power play a couple times also, unfortunately. Uh, two huge saves in the second period, one on breakaway, and then a two-on-one while we were on a two-man advantage power play. Uh, pretty ugly, uh, but we came through big time for he came big through big time for us, and that's what we need. That from was all him. Goalie. That was all him. Yeah, we need that from elite goalie, and that's great. Uh, but then the Heat uh, score off the guy just out of the penalty box at the end of that one. That's the way it always happens, though. That's oh, that's always what happens. You get a big kill, you get a big play out of your goalie, and then the guy gets squeezes out of the box and. Uh... Catches him on the back end. You know, you don't see those that much at the NHL level, but I've noticed at the AHL level, there's a lot of those. Is that kind of a they, play they look for? Oh, they, you know what? They always look for it. They don't think they don't look for it in the NHL. They just, they're just better at covering it. And that was a huge two-man advantage where we, we needed to score to get back in the game. Uh, we have to score on those. I mean, the rain. these, these Yeah, they're capitalizing. These premium teams in the division, like the Rain, they they score on those every time, and that's one key factor. That and that's why they're the top team in the league. That, well, that's just it. So or sorry, division. The division. Bad. Well, they might be the top team in the league. We haven't seen enough of them yet, but or enough of the other teams, I should say. I've seen enough of the Rain so far, and we'll talk about yeah, that. Yeah, we've we've definitely <laughs> seen too much rain, too much rain in general. Well, and that's not that's not just a pun intended. That's not just a play on the rain we receive here in Abbotsford, uh, but uh, the Abbey power play. You know, it had some ups and downs tonight. Nice power play goal in the second. Now, I want to talk about that a little bit because Klimovich, uh, he goes on a bit of a skate with confidence around the back of the net, into the corner, gets a couple defenders to commit, uh, passes to Folk at the at the point. Uh, great pass across the blue line from him to Schilling and a rocket of a shot. Who knew Schilling had that in him? Yeah, like, well, I mean, like I said, I've, I've, you've heard me say it many times. I'm a huge advocate of put it on net and good things happen. Yeah, so... I mean, I'm glad to see that we do have Schilling with that with that point shot now. Uh, now that I know that, that's number five, Cameron Schilling on your Abbotsford Canucks, folks. Let's keep an eye on that point shot because that's pretty impressive. Klimovich. Yeah, we, we, you know what? We need more of those point shots. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. We need to be drawing those players out. We, that's where we've been really struggling on the power play is getting those players out from the for, – drawing the forwards out to the blue line so that we have a little more room to move down low. Uh, Klimovich, number 46. You know, he he needs more time on the power play right now. He's starting to really play great. Yeah, he's great really coming prospect. along. Uh, and he's the he's the one that drew the penalty in the first place on that play. So yeah. Yeah, well, uh, he's a big guy. You know, they you know what? That's the thing. They sometimes they have to, to they it's one of remember those penalties I talked about that you have to take. Sometimes when a guy's that big, you know, even if you're just trying to do your job, you reach in, you pull in, you give him the can opener. Oh, well, you almost and said you reach take around. The penalty, yeah. You almost said reach around. Me uh, and a friend of mine, James, have this uh, drinking game that every time we hear the announcer say reach around, we have to uh, we have to take a shot. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, uh, do I have to shot, take a shot then? Or so? I don't know. Do we have shots? No, I don't think. We, no, do. we don't. I don't think. I don't think we're allowed to drink in here. We don't have any. Well, no. We'll, we'll have one. We'll have one at the stadium today. We have a how shot of that? water. That's. I think that's what we have in the room right now. Yeah. So yeah well, I mean, we'll, we'll have a drink at <laughs> the stadium. Um, so now the one thing I want to mention on Klimovich as well is, uh, he really needs to start shooting for top corners. A lot of his shots are going right into the crest. Uh, he's got a bunch of, bunch of goals coming soon though. I could feel it, but on Friday night, he was shooting a lot right into the chest. He's really starting to buzz out there. I mean, it's, it's, it's going to naturally come for him. I would, I wouldn't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to worry about he, he, as long as he keeps getting it on net, it's going to, they're going to start finding those pockets and those, those little openings. And even if he maybe just needs like an, like an arm pitter or something, some, some sort of dirty work hard uh, mm -hmm. goal to just to get him just break through, you know? 
Yeah. Now Rathbone number three. Uh, he was sent down from the from the Canucks. Well, that was expected. Yeah, he he'll probably be a back and forth, uh, and obviously he got called back up now. But on Friday night, you know, him and Klimovich worked really well together, and uh, you know, I, I really liked that. And and in the offensive zone on two twenty in the first period was a really good play. Uh, they worked the blue line well together, and I know Klimovich isn't really a, a blue line guy, but it just shows you what a good night he was all over the ice. Um, well, sometimes they do get a forward in there to work with the defense, especially on a power play, because you know, as long as you're big and you can really quarterback it, it doesn't matter. Like you don't, we you only really need one actual defenseman back there on a power play. You can actually sub in a forward on the point. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those guys, you know, for a lot of our listeners that aren't aware of that, that I mean, it's it's a very common thing in hockey, especially in the NHL. Yeah, um, Wolf, the Heat goalie, yeah, he had a good night uh, with had a huge save on Rathbone early in the second period, or else that could have been a, a goal for us. Uh, he played great all night. You know, huge saves at the end of the first to keep the Heat in the lead. And, uh, you know, Hamannick and Rathbone as a whole, you know, we, we Rathbone is heading back up to Vancouver now and Hamannick's coming down. Uh, Beast, you're at the Vancouver Canucks games this past week. How did Hamannick look in Vancouver? Why the quick switch? I, I honestly don't know. He looked okay uh, the first game, but uh, the, the whole team on Friday against Nashville looked pretty shaky. And then that loss against the Ducks, they, again, didn't look, didn't look awful, but I mean, it's the Ducks. You're supposed to team you're supposed to beat. Maybe it's just to shake the lineup up. You never know. Yeah, you maybe. Know? Do you think something maybe happened behind the scenes that we don't know about in the locker room? Maybe he just needs more tuning. Maybe they're like, maybe they just, maybe they just, maybe he's yeah. got that milk. Maybe he's got, got that milk body, or who knows? Like you know, like there could be a number of things. Maybe there's, um, maybe it's just a shakeup. Maybe, mm. maybe they were happy with what Rathbone was doing, and they didn't see Hamnick, uh, the switch with Hamnick uh, improving. Maybe mm-hmm. it was, uh, in fact, maybe he wasn't playing even close to what Rathbone, because Rath, like we say, Rathbone had that full training camp. He was with the big squad. He's played a lot he's more games. He's got. He's played a lot more games than Hamannick. He's yeah. he's probably tuned up a lot, uh, a lot more, a lot more fine tuned than Hamannick. And Hamannick, uh, he probably just needs more time uh, in the hay. Yeah, and I mean, I had a theory there last in last week's broadcast that they've called Hamannick up quickly because they didn't want to mess with his uh, fundamentals too much because he was playing a, a much more offensive role in Abbotsford. Uh, but, you know, personally, I, I've personally found that Hamannick has played better in Abbotsford than Rathbone did. Uh, so I'm excited to get him back in our lineup. I think it's going to be impactful for us. Uh, but let's face it. I mean, no player of his caliber at 31 with his salary wants to be driving back and forth over the Portman Bridge all season. Hey, but, but let's let's. Uh, I will say this: his paycheck's the same whether he's playing on uh, the 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 east or west side of that Portman Bridge. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, who knows? This could be fun for him to play that more offensive role on the team. It's more like, minutes. He used to play that a lot more, a lot more offensively in, with the Islanders. I mean, people forget this guy. He had almost 30 goals in, in a six or seven season spread with the Islanders. Yeah. Oh yes, you definitely. Know? So, yeah, so and he, he can produce offensively when tasked to do so. And you know what? He like it's like he is going to get a lot more ice time with the Abbey Canucks. And like this could be just another conditioning stint. Like we we don't know what's going on. They, they don't tell us much. Um, yeah. the, uh, NHL is one of the sports that they do keep. It's it's upper body or lower body injury. Uh, you know, sent down, sent up for conditioning or whatever. Yeah. You know, like they, they they give you as little as possible. Whereas like you see the NFL where they have the injury report. You know, you know every there is. It's, I think the yeah. teams get fined. It's it's obviously for gambling purposes. Like hush hush. Like now it's a little bit more open. But back in the day, it was uh, definitely a gambling thing. They but why they would give us these injury reports? But hockey doesn't have that, so they mm-hmm. don't tell us anything. It's basically just a simple this or that, and we get to just kind of like sit here and spitball and. You know, try to try to ha- cook some half baked opinion of what it, what's actually going on. So. 
at this point, I'd say conditioning stint. That's 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 kind of a logical take on this one. I don't mm-hmm. think he's going to be here for the whole year, but uh, I've been wrong pretty much 50% of the time. You know, 50% of the time, I'm wrong every time. So um, <laughs> we'll see what happens, I guess, right? But yeah. it's nice that we get to see him happy at least, you know, because like you say, he is he is a 30-goal uh, def- defenseman. In, um, well, that's spread over six seasons. Spread over six seasons. You know what I mean? He, yeah, he, scored. he, he is a, he is a, he is an NHL caliber defenseman that can score. Yeah. So you know, yeah. it's nothing bad to have Manavi. You know? Yeah. Well, we, and we need that. We need the offense, even if it's coming from our defense. Uh, we really, really need absolutely, that. We need absolutely. More than There's two. Goals. We've had way too many one goal losses. I mean, yeah. one little shift the other way, and things could be so much more, so much different from for the Abbey Canucks. Now, up until the first goal by Stockton at 11.44, it was a very even game, and Abby, man- Abby managed to stay out of the penalty box, which, uh, yeah, this this was another so, game. Some, something they've been having problems with. Yeah, and this was this was a, a game where we, another game where we went down two goals and had to claw our way back. Uh, we saw a far less physical Abbotsford Canucks in this one, and that's, and I don't know, it may, leaves me wondering, Beast, if that's the trade-off for staying out of the penalty box. Uh, that's exa- I was just going to say, that's know, exactly it. If, but if that's the trade-off, is the juice worth the squeeze on that? Are the extra penalties worth the more physical play? Hey, we, you know what? As long as we can get a guy that can put one up, like get one, we we're, we literally need one more goal. Keep that physical play going. Yeah. Kill, kill the penalty if you have to. But uh, we need we need one more goal, whether it's coming from Hamannick or Klimovich or whoever. Someone's going to step up nightly. Well, especially with our goaltending playing the way it is, we can afford to give up more more uh, uh, power plays to the opponents and, and keep ourselves. Even okay, and I, one more thing I want to—I I think at this point the Abbey Canucks need—they uh, need—they need a score by committee. Like there, there's no one guy that's going to be stepping up every night. This is going to yeah. be done by committee. It's going to be someone different every night, and that's something that we haven't seen that we need to see. Yeah, it's as we've and we touched on that a lot last week. We talked about the different players who were starting to pitch in in that role, and that's great. Uh, but like you said, it's not going to happen overnight. Um, uh, I, for one, uh, don't think we're going to compete for the, uh, the top of the division unless we play a faster, more physical game. So coming back to that, uh, you know, we keep playing the way we have been, and we're going to be playing for, for close losses against the top teams all season. So I think, you know, let's maybe get back to taking a few more penalties in the interest of having a more physical game and, and setting the pace a little more. Yeah, at least, and you know, maybe at least squeeze one of those points out, you know, because like, a lot of those get, like, we, we, were, we were at the beginning, we were getting, getting at least one of those points in, that, uh, in those overtime losses, but now it's... Um, yeah, if you get swept in a in a close series on the road, I mean, for those that watch it, it's like, yeah, you know, there's a lot of positives to take away, but it's still on the scorecard. Yeah, you know, that that's someone it. checks the score box at the end of the night, and all they see is a two one loss. That's right, that's right. Now, Jet Wu number twenty two uh, started to get more ice time in the second period onward in this one last week. I'd mentioned how his play has really picked up. And uh, and and then going into Friday's game, I was really watching for him to have a break. I thought he was going to have a breakout series in Stockton. Uh, definitely not the brace- breakout performance I was anticipating this the, this past weekend. Uh, you know, Wu playing a little bit like the Wu I didn't like at the start of the season. Not like the guy I praised in last so, episode. So, so it's more of a woo-hoo? Uh, yeah, the, now he's the woo-hoo. Uh, yeah, woo-hoo. Yeah, and so the woo-hoo. But, uh, you know, we'll keep an eye on him. I, you know, i got to remind myself... 
Yeah, so he had a couple of bad turnovers and some ugly cross-ice passes. This was what I was saying at the start of the season. I didn't like about him. But this kid's 21. He's i got to remind he's young. myself. He's young. He has a lot of groom for growth, and we've seen that he can play well. He's here so, to make mistakes, essentially. Yeah, yeah. And besides, he wasn't the only Abbey player <laughs> giving bad yeah, giveaways we, we on can, Friday. We cannot dump this one on Wu's no, shoulders. No. That, that is not, listen, guys, this is not what we are doing, okay? It is, uh, you know, we are just pointing it out because we do have high expectations for him, but it's, yeah. it is not. We are in no way, shape, or form are we dumping this on his shoulders. Yeah, and there again, having Hamannick down, in, we might see him and move pair. I, I That'd be a pairing I'd like to see. Well, I really wanted to see more with him and, and Rathbone, but uh, we didn't really see that pairing much. Well, we're not going to get it now, so we might as well see yeah. some woohoo and uh, some Hamannick. Now, Sheldon Rempel, number 56, had another very strong game. Uh, he's did, becoming he's, our guy. He's half of the Sheldon to Sheldon combo. Didn't make his way onto the score sheet, but he had some quality chances and finished with an even plus minus on the night. Very strong game for him. Di Giuseppe uh, had a great great play uh, to Rempel right at the end of the second period, but Wolf took care of that one for them, the the, uh, the Heat goalie. Uh, it's still strange to say the Heat goalie for an opposing team. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. maybe that's why they really turned the Jets on against us. You know, they really wanted to, like, you know, stick it to the new guy, you know. Yeah. Uh, didn't, you know, he didn't make his way, yeah, like I said. And Di Giuseppe... Um, it was nice to see uh, Di Giuseppe start to play with more intensity later in the game to make up for the needless penalty he took in the first. Uh, but you know, he was he was absolutely magnificent on the penalty kill at the start of the third period and, and all night when he was on the penalty kill. Um, so, you know, Di Giuseppe, he's one of my favorite players. You know that on the oh, yeah, absolutely. team. I talk about him all the time. Luco played well tonight. Uh, one play in particular comes to mind in the third when he uh, carried the puck through the neutral zone and into the offensive zone and got a quality shot off. That's what we need to see. That's yeah, the sort of yeah. thing we need to sometimes, see. Sometimes you just have to, to take it and run with it. You know, like everyone, like running and gunning is part of it. Like everyone wants to make a nice pass. No one wants to be too selfish with the puck. But sometimes it's just if you, if you see the opportunity, you see the opening, you see the lane, just take it, run it, and gun it. You know, yeah. and that's what he did. Well, we've been lacking in that since we since Bailey got called up. And I mean, we can cry about that for as long as we want. But, but yeah, know, he's he, it looks like he's staying up with the big squad. Yeah. He's he's getting like a, a pretty, pretty consistent shift with the fourth line there. And uh, he's pretty much dressed in every game I've seen so yeah. far. Now so. he's just the ghost in the room. The why can't you play more like Bailey kind of yeah. guy. Yeah. Which yeah. Is yeah. Well, are, are you going to be our new Bailey? Yeah. Are yeah. you our new Bailey? Yeah, so, I mean, I really think that these guys, you know, Sheldon Rempel stepping up and trying to do that. But it's just good to see Luko step in and do that, and Klimovich carrying the puck more. Yeah, we haven't heard Luko's name a whole lot. No, I, not, not since you know, the I first I thought we'd games. be hearing it a lot more. Yeah. You know, I thought, yeah. I thought for sure, I was like, this is the guy, you know. And maybe that's, maybe we need Luko to play a little. Maybe that's, we need him to join that committee. Up. Yeah. Uh, Ashton Sautner, number six, with some nice defensive plays in this one. He's been uh, really good, one of our top defensive players. Our, home, our, our hometown guy. Yeah, also. Uh, uh, Vinny Arsenal was a bit quiet tonight. Uh, possible reduction in ice time. Beast, any thoughts on that one? You know what? Sometimes guys just aren't, it's not happening for guys, and they need to be, you know, they need their ice time reduced. You know, it, it really does affect you mentally, and it does give you kind of a, it sends a message without saying anything when your ice time is cut down. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and and that that can be the that can be the most the most effective message to some players. That might be what's happening. Yeah, and the one thing I wanted to just really quickly touch on here, just take a quick quick break from our uh, regularly scheduled programming to just talk about you know yesterday was Remembrance Day, and uh, we got it's important to honor your vets. And I just wanted to take yes. this opportunity, being on the radio and having a voice here, to tell people you know you buy your poppy every year. You're supporting the vet. if you're going to overpay for anything, make sure it's a poppy. 
And it, but you're only doing that once a year. The whole rest of the year, you know, these veteran programs, Legion, yeah, they so need you your gotta, support. Yeah, you got to support them year round. This is a year round thing. You can't just come in once, one day a year, and give them five dollars for their plastic poppy and say, "Okay, guys, we'll see you next year." You yeah. know, there's and the Legion offers lots of um, lots of events. You know, they, most of them have bars and uh, liquor licenses where you can have a drink and uh, chat with uh, lots of. Uh, Interesting people. Yeah. You can maybe listen to Earshot 20 with uh, DJ Darko every Friday. Oh, yes. Yeah. We got we to plug that guy as well. Yes. Uh, he's he's on from noon to two, and uh, he plays top 20 charts on um, most campus community radio stations nationwide. So yeah, it's a fantastic show. show. Give it a show. listen. And again, that's Friday from noon to two. Uh, and, yeah, so. Where were where were we? Where were we? <laughs> so, Beast, one other thing I, I noticed that I, I really wanted to see if you did from the HLTV. I know there was a tough broadcast to get through uh, both games. But as I mentioned in the past, my co-host, uh, Mr. Justin Orlowitz here, is a huge Simpsons fan. I'm a big Simpsons fan myself, but definitely not to his level. But I want to see if you notice this. Did you notice every time they said Mark Simpson, uh, one of the players on the Heat, it sounded oh. like they were saying Bart Simpson? Every single time. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think that's part of I think that's part of the whole uh, AHL package. Uh, you know, it's the sound is questionable, and yeah, I think it's, <laughs> it's open it's open for interpretation what they're actually saying. Yeah. So maybe it was saying Bart, maybe it was saying Mark, but it did sound definitely yeah. very uh, Springfield esque. Well, it's funny because it reminded me of uh, Saturday. I was at my watching my son's soccer game. Not to get too off track here, but there's this family watching one of their sons play, uh, and the littlest one is you know he's up there on his dad's shoulders and he's cheering on his brother like crazy. His brother's name is Logan, so he's chanting. Let's they're trying to chant. Let's go Logan. Let's go Logan. But all I could hear was it's Joe Rogan. So I just joined in the chanting and I was like it's Joe Rogan, it's Joe Rogan at a youth soccer game. So. I, Man, that guy's so famous now. I mean, even he's even getting chance at uh, you know Pee Wee soccer games. So yeah, nothing to do with the be- the, the bear sitting in the stands doing that for them. But yeah, <laughs> anyways, back to the game. Enough of this. Um, Abby sure looked like they they were going to tie it up in the third, didn't they? They did, but they yeah. didn't. Yeah. <laughs> way, way to articulate that there, Justin. Yeah. I don't really have much to say. <laughs> they, they they were they were playing so well midway through that period, rang off the post, but then the Heat score on a great play at fourteen uh, sixteen in the period. Uh, but Absolute came right back at them, trying to claw back into it, even down two at that point. Uh, took a penalty late, but we kept pressing shorthanded. Like, I, these guys, they, they claw. They scratch a claw. Steve is doing a great job forechecking late, and it results in a goal, right? Uh, they, they're never out of games, these guys. Like I said, they, they, they are literally one goal off. They need, to find, they need to find one more goal and then get it done in the shootout or who knows how, but I mean... I mean, I'll say this: the Abbey, the Abbey boys are looking better than the well, not better than the Canucks, but they're they're looking more structured. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the big boys are um, the big boys can take a lesson or two from the boys at Abbey in terms of uh, work ethic. That's for sure. It was definitely nice to see Steven score on that play uh, because you know he took such a bad boarding hit earlier in the period with no penalty called. It was just nice to see him kind of. Get that goal to put the pressure on for the last minute and a half. Well, that's 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 part of being a pro. He put his he he didn't let it bother him. He put his head down. He kept doing it, and he got rewarded. The hockey gods rewarded him. You know, he he could he could have he could have thrown him off his game, and he could have you know slammed his stick and you know yeah pouted off, and then you know he didn't doesn't that doesn't do any good for anyone. You know, and instead he just kept his kept his nose to the grindstone, and he ended up getting he got rewarded, and that's nice to see. That's, that's 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 something you want to teach the younger kids. So the, I absolutely hate that the the Heat have such an awesome goal scoring song 
the heat is on, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think we have an audio clip of that somewhere we could play. But yeah, uh, was that goal scoring song? Uh, was that the goal scoring song when they were in here in Abbotsford Beast? It was not, but I'm sure all seven fans in Stockton were thrilled every time it came on. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we'll touch on the attendance a little bit more later, but yeah, that's awesome. Uh, if if you're listening, uh, remember, uh, and you remember what the goal-scoring song was for the Abbotsford Heat. Yeah, uh, let us know. Let us what? know on Facebook and Instagram. There again, at Bush League Radio on Facebook and underscore Bush League on Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. Let us know what the what the previous song was. Maybe we'll hook you up with a ticket or something. We'll try and get you. Some I don't know if they actually had a consistent one. To be honest with you, like I'm, I'm pretty good. You know, I'm pretty good with my memory. I've got that mule, that mule memory. Yeah, but, especially uh, for music. Yeah, especially music. I don't think they had a consistent song. And if they want, you have to understand. Um, uh, I wasn't really paying attention to the goal songs either because I, I was there as a, a very. Uh, um, impartial uh, spectator because it was the Calgary farm team, right? So mm. I was there to look at players and I was there to report. I was there to do a job. I wasn't there. I wasn't. I wasn't there as more of a fan like I am for these Abbey Canucks because you know Canucks are those are our local boys. You know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, sometimes it's tough to separate that, right? So it, it definitely is. You know. Yeah. So we played two games in Stockton this week on back-to-back nights. Uh, the second game was on Saturday at 6 p.m. in Stockton Arena. By the way, the official score sheet, as we mentioned, you know, it, it said attendance was eleven forty three on Saturday and ten sixty nine on Saturday. Sorry, on Friday, I'm calling baloney on that one. Uh, it didn't uh, look like it didn't look like there were more than three hundred fans in attendance on either night. So they must be including season ticket sales uh, uh, the, the, that don't show up to. or something. But uh, I mean, you touched on when, when it was in the heat, and we were getting two thousand people at the game, and apparently that wasn't enough. To oh, absolutely. Okay, that's that's the first thing that came to mind when I was watching those games on uh, the fantastic AHL TV uh, broadcast, uh, <laughs> top notch. Um, but yeah, I counted. I counted maybe a hundred people in the stands. Like, I, and, and like I laughed. I was like, really? Because the main issue was that ownership didn't like the fact that they were only getting like twenty two hundred fans on, on average a night. Yeah. And uh, you have to keep in mind, especially in the AHL and especially in California, a lot of these teams aren't even getting a thousand a night. So, like, it really baffled me for them to move even further away from Calgary and to a place that's getting not even a fraction of the fans they were getting in Abbotsford. At least there was a few guys, and like, there was consistent, uh, you know, yeah, well, the same people in the seats every night. Must be a different ownership group now, or they wouldn't be wouldn't be letting it happen. Oh, definitely. The, well, I'm, well, the Aquilini's own the Canucks here now. Yeah. Uh, this, I'm pretty sure that whoever owns the Stockton Heat is still somehow associated with the Calgary Flames. So that's that's some, that's a, probably a subdivision of the Calgary Flames ownership there. So, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, of course they're going to move away from you know what? Why have 2,200 fans every night when you can have 220 fans every night? You get more people out in Prince Rupert than you can in Stockton. Uh, well, I, absolutely. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that the Cougars are averaging about 2,000. 3,000 fans a night. So, yeah, uh, yeah. It, you know, you know what I mean? Maybe, maybe it's time for the AHL to start looking at more Canadian cities. I think it is. Yeah, I really do. Like even the Fort McMurray, like they, that would be a blast. When oil, <laughs> the oil well, Oilers could, Oilers, I'm sure that, I'm sure that were they, were the Condors. Now, and, all, and, and those people up in the oil patch, they just stay in all the time. They don't go out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know. No, no. Well, I know, I know. And it's yeah. not like, it's not like they have really big paychecks to go out and yeah. spend on booze at a hockey no, game. not at all. Not at you all. know, and they don't drink ever. No, never. No. no. Uh, so by all accounts, we've had a COVID sellout for every game here in Abbotsford so far, and the atmosphere in our arena has been electric. Electric. Uh, and it's night and day from these other, these other teams. 
Uh, we have the best fans in the division, without question, possibly you know closing on the best in the NHL. I think they need to utilize that. I think they, I think, and hopefully after this road, road trip to Stockton and they come home, they see the building packed or at least yeah. as packed as they can have it, and they're like, wow, like you know, like we went from having three hundred people, like you know, doing barely paying attention to the game if, if at all, mm-hmm. uh, cheering on a team that just spanked us, and yeah. then uh, come home and you see, you know. 3,500 people losing their mind for you. So yeah, maybe exactly. it's time to use that again and get the wins, get the points when they're home and they have that. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, I mean, Saturday's game, just getting back to that real quick here, get through that because we would, we do want to touch on on how who we're playing tonight and how it's going to go down oh, yeah. this weekend. But um, that was a nail-biter on Saturday, folks. I mean, uh, especially, it was you know, a low-scoring game for an NHL game, but it was just it was a really cool game to watch, I thought. Uh but it was special teams that made the difference, right? Artur Siloff was in net tonight. He's impressed us very early on yeah, the season so far. Yeah, big fan of him. Yeah. He played well to give us a chance at this one. Um, Sheldon Rempel with the only goal for Abbotsford tonight. And what a beauty it was through three defenders. And that was another Sheldon to Sheldon play. Sheldon so, to Sheldon. I think we're going to be hearing that a lot. I'll t- I, you know, I'm going to tell you what. For all you listeners out there, first Sheldon to Sheldon sign I see in the arena in Abbotsford, I'm going to give you two tickets. To our using our row one front row seats to a game this year. Shelly to Shelly. Sheldon to Sheldon. Anything kind of around that Sheldon to Sheldon concept. First sign I see, I'm finding you. I'm giving you. There you, you have it. The bounty has been put out, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. If you come to the game with a Shelly versus or Shelly to Shelly or Sheldon to Sheldon or any sp- any even a, even a picture of a shell to a shell. You could play off the, the bear. Young the Sheldon. bear is going to give you first row tickets to an Abbey Canucks game. That is huge. So uh, we're going to be looking for you. We'll be yeah. there tonight. But I mean, he was my player of the game on on uh, on Saturday. There, uh, Sheldon Rempel. Uh, it reminded me a bit of that absolutely disgusting McDavid goal we saw last week. Oh, the filthy! Four or five defenders. Uh, it's not even fair with him. I mean, if you haven't seen that goal, make sure you check it out on YouTube. I know people say, "Go check out this goal." It's, no, I've never seen anything like that. that was he's incredible. a video. He is a video. He is it's a self created video game character. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's the guy you create in, in EA hockey for and play as you know you give him your 99 rating that that's him yeah he was the guy that you got to pick out whatever ranking you wanted for every category yeah. you're like oh, I'm gonna go 100% for all of them yep. yeah yeah that's the guy yeah that's that's the, he, he exists now his name is Connor McDavid so Sheldon Rempel quickly becoming my favorite Abby Canuck uh, definitely, definitely was DiGiuseppe at the start, but uh, you know Sheldon Rempel, man, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm loving this guy. We're, we're big, we're yeah. big Remplers. Yeah, he he uh, can consistently gain the offensive zone without having to dump and chase, which we talked about earlier. The importance of that, see more of that in Abbotsford. Uh, also showed on that goal how strong he can be from down low in the corners, and I mean this guy's gaining more and more confidence. Uh, you, you have to hand it to the Heat penalty kill tonight, six of six tonight on Saturday. That is last Saturday. Uh, one of their goals even came immediately following a successful penalty kill, utilizing the player coming on the box, which we talked about earlier, that concept in the NHL. That just shows you how important special teams are. Yeah, and that generated that three-on-two, which was resulted in that uh, tying goal in the second period. Our power play was, uh, you know, less than great tonight, but we got unlucky at times also, such as, yeah, I remember the power play early in the first uh, was looking really good, and Klebovich takes that shot that misses, uh, misses the post, ends up all the way back in our zone. And that's just a bad break. But you know, glad to see him shooting for the corners. Like I said, he wasn't really doing that much on Friday, shooting for the shooting for the post, trying to get one in off the post. Uh, I know you always say get the puck on net, uh, Beastie, but you know, Klimovich has been shooting into the goalie's chest a lot. I'm so glad to see him shooting for the corners. 
how do you feel? Like, what, what, what's your take on that? He just has to keep shooting. It's going to happen. Like I said, it's going to ha- it's going to happen for him. Uh, his confidence is obviously improving, and he's gaining momentum. And it's just gonna, it's going to start going in. That's all there is to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it was all Abby early in the first with uh, you know another Sheldon Sheldon goal we mentioned before for Sheldon Rempel at five fifteen open scoring. Uh, and to give Abby that rare lead in the first, we haven't had too many leads to talk about. Uh, but a sloppy second uh, power play and a dumb penalty by uh, Chase Waters. We've been calling him Wooters. I was told the other day it's actually Waters, uh, number 21, seemed to turn the momentum of the game. Uh, great te- goaltending by Seeloff on the Heat power play, or else uh, we would have already been uh, you know, tied going into the second period. So great play by him in that yeah, second goal- period. Goaltending has definitely been the bright spot. Yeah, it is. It's really the bright spot we get to talk about. Uh, uh, we're actually hoping to do a segment here in the next few weeks with a goaltender analyst, uh, an expert to analyze and break down the, the, the goalies for the Canucks franchise. And, and we did mention that we were getting on uh, Caleb Betts, and we do have another interview. Boring. We're not gonna we're not gonna give you too much away here, but we do. We are gonna be doing. Uh, we are gonna be, as they say, getting a few uh, interviews in the can in the bank, and uh, we'll yeah. be periodic, periodically re- releasing them. We're just uh, there's a lot of time zone. Res- time zones we're dealing with and uh with the zoom meetings and uh, all that stuff and the recording yet mm-hmm. and uh talking to agents so uh just 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 be on be aware that big things are coming we assure you mm-hmm. now abby played a lot more played with a lot more speed and toughness on saturday night I don't know if, uh, maybe the ice conditions were better or what it was but uh, they're again failure to convert on the power play sealed their fate uh, Canucks went 0 for 6 on the power play, as we mentioned, and uh, you're Waters. Not, you're not going to win a game going 0 for 6 on the power yeah. play. Yeah, for sure. Now, you know, Waters uh, did. He did have a tilt uh, in the second period, trying to get something going on the going for the Canucks. But that, I mean, that, that works. That they need no, stuff like that. It does work, but he he turtled right in front of the bench. Like, does that almost have an opposite effect? Yeah, yeah. I mean. Maybe in this particular, I mean, anything at this point, you gotta try anything to mix it up. You know, yeah. I, 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 I can't comment. I wasn't, I, I wasn't in the building. I didn't hear what was going on. We don't know what happened. Maybe yeah. he pulled something. Maybe something. You never, you never know. Yeah. Well, uh, DJ Seppi also got into one later in the second. He handles himself well in fights. Uh, but is the juice worth the squeeze with with uh, DJ Seppi? Because we lose him, we lose one of our best. I don't think. I don't think, D- I don't think DJ Seppi should be fighting. Yeah, I agree. And. So we need to start looking at who in the team is going to be stepping up. And if, you know, I mean, I like that Waters did that. He, he stepped up. But uh, we must have some guys that can handle themselves a little better than that. Uh, Vinny's a tough boy uh, there again. But Vinny, uh, he produces offensively. I don't really want to waste him on a, a penalty as well. So, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think the way of the fire is gone. I think, I think, that we, I think there is no designated guy. There's going to oh, there's gonna just have to be a couple guys that step in, you know. And, unfortunately, it's going to be a skilled guy here or there. You know what I mean? It's nice to see. I will say this. Uh, I don't think Giuseppe should be fighting, but uh, it's nice to know that he's got it in him. He's got that fight, you know. Mm-hmm. As much as we don't want him in the box, we don't want to lose him for not being able, him not being available to be on the ice, but also hurting us with a five, you know. Yeah. Well, the Heat goalie Werner played really good tonight, stopping uh, 25 of 26 shots from the Abbey Canucks. Abbey played with a lot more speed and intensity, as we mentioned in Saturday's game, and they played hard right to the end, which is great to see. We've mentioned they're never out of a game, uh, especially like when, when I saw in the third period, uh, they used their speed and size to gain the offensive zone rather than dumping and chasing, and we said that's important. So I know it's hard to pull a lot of positives out of a 2-1 loss, but I really did feel like there were a lot of positives from the Saturday night game. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I, th- I think we can pull a lot more positives out of the second game than the first game. That's for sure. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I, I I thought that that was more of their game to, to win. But uh, as we've, you know, as we said before, this team's never out of the games. It's nice to see them climb back. Everyone does need to relax a bit and not write off this team just. I yet. don't think I don't think it's time to push the panic button no. yet. And then, and the thing with the HL teams, it's not like we can start having fire sales with our guys. Like the, this is a this is this is um, a development program. Okay. Yeah. If they lose, they lose. That's it. Like this is what this is what we have. We can call a few guys up from the East Coast League, but they're they're not going to be making trades so that the Abbey Canucks do better. Yeah, we got to work with what we have, and uh, they're a brand new franchise, and they're still gelling. I mean, this team is this team is still getting their stride, and uh, they've had a very tough schedule to start the season. They have, they have, but I mean, we can't we can't accredit that. I mean, it's. Uh, they that's just the geographical location they're in. I mean, they're in a no. tough division. I I I see what you're saying with that, but like we, and I'm not I'm not saying it's a big conspiracy against Abbotsford. Although you and I did touch on a very interesting fact that you know the the powers that be in the HL would probably rather see Abbotsford get the tar kicked out. Of, you know. Get sp- yeah. a spanking because um, they're going to pull in three, four thousand fans regardless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's 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 not the, they're not trying to impress the locals in Abbey and get them to come to the building. Like we're already filling the building up. Okay, if yeah. anything, they could they could benefit from Stockton getting a few more fans. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm sure the 75 people will be upset that you know they they've got to you know maybe give up their leg room, but uh, they definitely are looking for more <laughs> sp- no more fans in uh, Stockton than in Abbey. You know, so so you're right. I mean, maybe and. and they don't care. I mean, yeah. we can call conspiracy and say, "Yeah, they'd I'm not, rather have." They'd I'm rather... not calling conspiracy. I kind of am. I don't think. I don't think it's conspiracy. I think. I. Th- I don't think they. They. They willingly did it. But once they realized that that was the situation, they were like, "So." Yeah. Well, and let's look at the situation. This is what all I'm trying to say here, and I know that you and I are almost disagreeing, but I think we're trying to say the same thing. But what I'm what I'm really saying here is, we've played six of the nine games so far have been against the top two teams in our division. And all nine games have been against the top four. So where's the kind of break? Where's the buffer? Like, uh, well, well, eventually we're gonna start. Be, we're gonna start playing the bottom half. The only thing is, the, the thing is with the A is that you play. You, you're gonna do a back to back with these guys. So if you're playing the, if if you're playing four games and one of them is against one of the top teams, then half your games are against the top team. You know what yeah. I mean? But that's what I'm saying. We haven't had that confidence builder stretch, and to to have those tough games during a, a sequence of, uh, where we. We don't even have a captain yet. We're still gelling at a team. We don't even know who the captain is yet. Like I said, it's so, not it's not time to push the panic button yet. Like these not. things will gel. Okay, they need a couple more road trips together and a couple more big wins. I guarantee you, once they beat the tar out of uh, Tucson or whoever or uh, whatever bottom feeder team is in our division, comes mm-hmm. comes comes over and uh, has a good uh, gets gets a good whooping from mm-hmm. us maybe maybe that'll help build as well and you know what the numbers will start balancing out down the road as well you know well, what i mean also maybe this grind that we're dealing with was going to bring the guys closer together i mean the vancouver canucks squad having so many troubles has created a lot of up and down up and down play movement that makes it very difficult for an hl especially a brand new hl franchise to adjust on the fly to roster changes so maybe this is going to bring the guys closer together i think the next six games the next six games are going to really tell the tale of what kind of team this is. They'll be a bit easier. Uh, not saying the San Jose Barracudas are an easier team. They're also kind of in the middle well, of the we're pack. Gonna get a good, we're going to get, get a good. We're going to get a good look at them tonight. But, you know, because yeah. it's still early for them to be at the top of the pack. You know, like who knows? Maybe they had four games against Tucson or whatever. Right? And I'm not picking on Tucson. It's just like we know what's going on in Phoenix. There can't be too much. There can't be too much good stuff going on in Tucson. <laughs> that's exactly right. So and 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 then we got Bakersfield at home again after that. So that's four consecutive games at home. Uh, 
I mean, and then and then we've got uh, Tucson after that. And as we said, Tucson is probably not going to be the strongest team. Uh, hopefully, so, that's point night for the boys. So this is six games here where we finally have a bit of a breath. I mean, so the hardest game, two games of that six-game stretch are going to be the two games tonight and Sunday against the Barracuda. So if we even pull out four of those games, five, we could even pull out all six wins. Uh, that could, would be a huge confidence builder and really put us on the map. Um, a six-game win streak would definitely get the boys together. It would definitely, it would definitely tighten the group. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm personally predicting they'll win four or five of the next six, and it all starts tonight at 7 p.m. in Abbotsford against the San Jose Barracuda. You don't want to miss these games. Be sure to get your tickets before they sell out, and I look forward to seeing everyone at the game tonight, 7 I, p.m. I think there's a big win coming for us tonight. I, I, th- I don't think this I'm, – I'm just calling an outright win. I think that this is going to be a few goal. I think, the, I think they're going to be cut. They're going to come up with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. They're going to come up mad, and they're going to they're gonna really sock it to them. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, so you won't, you won't want to miss the games. Make sure you get your ticket. Uh, so what should we expect in our two-game series opponents here, San Jose Barracudas? Well, Beast, what do you know about these guys? I mean, think about uh, San Jose as a, as a franchise. I, I, don't know, I don't know much yet, but I guarantee you that after tonight, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll have a good idea of who's, who's looking good and who's, who's not looking good. But, but you th- you'd think a team like San Jose, uh, they, again, they play in the same building as the Sharks. So up, going up and down from these two teams, and uh, they're, they're in the big arena. Like, they're around... Uh, they're around the other guys as much, you know. Well, that'll make for better AHL TV viewing when we see these guys on the road. <laughs> oh yeah, I, forgot, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. You know, we'll get the H, uh, the HP Pavilion uh, cameras going in there. Yeah. So after losing their uh, their first their first three games of the season, they have looked better. That's the uh, I'm talking about the Barracuda. They have looked better as of late with the win versus the Heat on November third, and the Heat are obviously the team that just spanked. Well, not spanked, but beat us in two consecutive games, in two tight games. And then they split the two-game series with the Texas Stars. Uh, that was interesting. What was interesting about that series of the Stars was uh, they they lost on Saturday three to seven and won on Sunday seven to five. So ten goals in two games. So lots of firepower on this team. I think our goaltending will neutralize that. Uh, now, with that being said, we have a Friday and a Sunday game, so a day off in between. Do we see DiPietro twice? Or do we see Spencer Martin in one of those games? Because uh, Seelof's got one last week. I, I, it's just such a confusing. I think it's I think it's hard, really hard to call. I think especially <laughs> if they're if they're easing Di Pietro back in. I don't see him doing it back to back. I think that's the point of having these three guys is that they can play. They can kind of just pull a but a game pull in, a name a out of the day hat. in between though, right? Like Friday Sunday in the NHL, he'd be playing both games. I agree, but this is not the this is not the NHL, and yeah. the way they've been doing it, like if we've seen, if we even saw them once in a uh, like two back to back, even even if there is the one day buffer there, I'd say yeah for sure. But we have not seen one goalie play back to back except for uh, Artist Seeloff, and that was after his shutout, and he had a week, pretty much a week break. Yeah, yeah. So, well, we'll, it, we'll it, see. It, I think it is a bit of a mystery. We don't know what coach uh, is up to. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's got a good problem to have here with three strong goalies. Exactly. But exactly. It, and I don't know what I would do in his shoes, so I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna rag on him about all, that. And, all we can do is speculate. And the goaltending has not been a problem once. Yeah, so. exactly. It, does, it really doesn't matter what name they pull out of the hat. I think we're gonna get the goaltending we need. The, yeah. the goaltending, like we like we've been stressing, the goaltending is the bright spot. That is not the issue. Yeah, exactly. Well, um, we're gonna have to score more than three goals. So that's let's focus on that more than the goaltending. 
Uh, you know, we need to get some more production out of the guys. I really think if they could start carrying the puck more through the neutral zone into the offensive zone. I mean, there's value to the dump and chase. I get that. But uh, we really need to carry that puck. And then we got some big, fast guys. They can really carry the puck. If we start doing that, I think things are going to start going our way. I think we're going to see some more goals tonight and Sunday. I think three or more goals for Abbotsford in both games. And the, but this will be their tightest out of the six out of the six games. These two games. So absolutely, we'll you know we'll wait and see what kind of comes out of that. Um, yeah. Now we talked about captaincy. I mean, this team really needs a captain. Is this Beast? You've been you've been covering AHL for a long time. You, it, is this normal for an AHL franchise to wait this long to announce a captain? It is. I don't know. Be like like I said, you really want a guy like a veteran guy like that's got his like minimum NHL contract, but it's like he's a known. AHLer, like he's a known, he's a known, like like Don Cherry was a was a, he was a career AHLer, like he was a captain, he was Rochester's captain, like he was he was called up, I think maybe once or twice, and that's that, you know, like he did, he spent the majority of his time in Rochester. Did you ever watch that Keep Your Head Up, Kid? The the CBC show oh. about about his career. Oh, absolutely, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah, he ra- he basically ran one of the star players in practice, and that was why he never got called back up to Boston. No, he also and no, he also he also they also told him not to play baseball in the summertime, which he loved to do. Yeah, and this is before they had the astroturf, and he was running out on a fly ball and buckled his knee. Yeah, and he had knee surgery, and that was that was the summer after he had been first called up. I think he played like a handful of games with Boston. And then he had to wait. Um, he had to wait to get his chance again. But by then, he was already a seasoned AHLer, and that was that. You know, and that's yeah. the kind of guy that get, that's going to get the C. And we don't have a guy like that yet. No, and I mean, okay, so like, why just... why rush it? You know what I mean? I don't. I don't, I don't think getting a captain is going to start getting us wins. Is, is I, what I'm saying. I don't know. I really think that if we, I think having a clear, definitive leader that everybody knows who they have to look at. I, I really found Di Giuseppe's been a really good presence i think he could easily be the captain here and he, i think that could, I can, think there could have been a benefit to that if we announced that earlier but I, I see what you're getting at he easily can but you know what like like we are still not even two months into this thing like you know like they they, they want to see what they got they want to see how the guys respond you know what i mean before they before like no. giving someone the being the first yeah. captain for a team that's kind of a big deal you know they don't just want to hand it to the wrong guy now, I have a fan theory I'm going to throw out there. It's nothing more than a fan theory. I have nothing to base this on. But is the plan to send Bailey down, make him captain, so they're waiting uh, to, on announcing that until they know which squad he'll be spending the season I with? I think if the Canucks keep playing the way they're playing, I think Bailey's going to get a lot more time in Vancouver because <laughs> yeah. they need guys like Bailey crashing and banging there and making something happen. So yeah. uh, yeah, he is, And he's been playing better and better with every game I've found. Uh, aside from the Colorado game, obviously, but uh, Bailey's been playing really good in the Vancouver squad. It's one of those things. I mean, the t- like I said, the team really needs a captain. I think. I think the longer we put this off, the harder it's going to be for these guys to really. I can see them going the, the whole. Leader. I can see them going the whole year without one. Really? Is that is that common or is that? I've seen it done before. I mean, and the Canucks, the Canucks like doing this stuff. Remember they had, remember with with the Luongo yeah. uh, thing, the ordeal, and they couldn't put a C, so they had like four assistants. They had like uh, Bieksa, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kessler, both the Sedin. Like, it's like the captaincy has always been a nightmare in the Canucks history, unless yeah. you have until you land on a guy like uh, a Nasland or a Linden or a, well, there was a, a even smell. There was even the controversy when Linden came back during the uh, was the Messi was that the Messier? Yeah, well, okay, so yeah. this well, well Messier got him traded, took yeah. it took his C, didn't like him, got him traded, then didn't make the playoffs once with the Canucks, and then left, 
and then by the grace of God, we got Lyndon back. But but by then we already had Naslin. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And Naslin, you know, I remember I remember hearing in on that with Naslin. Uh, I was it was during the off season one year, and they were talking to one of the trainers on the Canucks on on one on the talk radio station there at the time. And he said, they said, who, are, who should we watch for this year? He goes, Marcus Naslin. And at the time, it was Marcus who? Marcus what? No, nobody really He's, knew. He might be the best trade ever in Canucks history. I think <laughs> yeah. the, I, I can't remember who they traded for, trade him for, but they traded him to Pittsburgh. Uh, the, guy, the guy ended up finishing the season in Pittsburgh, never played again, and Naslin went on to become well Naslin. Yeah. Now, we touched on again. I, I, you know, there again, I'm, I'm hopeful every time I go to the arena that I'm going to see a Johnny Canuck, an official Johnny Canuck mascot come strolling around. We, you, know? you know what? I think I think this is this is a great question we should ask. Are we going to see a captain first? Or are we going to see a mascot first? Ooh, we should be taking. Okay, so yeah, on I, our I social think, media, I think we're going to put a poll up on that one. Yeah, we'll put, we'll try and get a poll up on social media. But just let us know, you guys. Let us know your thoughts if you think. I, I definitely think we need the mascot. The mascot should have been revealed uh, opening weekend. Maybe not the first night, the second night. That, yeah. And that's that. I mean, they have the rights. They own them. They own the cartoon. Why not? It's a great mascot. I saw so many great Halloween costumes. That's right. You have to reward this community with uh, with putting forth th- three, four thousand people in those stands. Not every not every team in the NHL has that. They need to reward this community with a proper mascot. I, I agree. I agree. Okay. Like I like I was I'm I'm saying that the, the captaincy is something they should definitely make sure they get it right and wait on it but the mascot like it's there there's no speculation on what it's going to be who it's going to be i think the, the only real question is who's going to be the guy in the suit i vote for the guy the same guy who's in the fin suit i mean that that's a possibility right we could definitely have him sharing the duties between the two clubs i, th- I think that might be a little bit too much depending on what the schedule like if there's <laughs> a if like doing four games and i'm getting four nights you know that might get uh you know he might we might need two fins you might get a little injured there I you know, know? I know. I, i'm kind of half kidding on that i do love that guy though i don't know if he handles the social media for the fin character if that's done by canucks media but he's he's absolutely awesome when you see him in the game he's so great with the kids so and he's become he's gained a reputation around the league as being one of the top mascots yeah, uh, he definitely so, has so speaking of the of the, the of finn and the vancouver squad is it time to panic? Yes, I well, almost. I think we're you know, yes. I think I think it is time to panic, especially after that shellacking from Colorado. Um, it's it's yeah. it's it's a Benning and Green question. Okay, I'm going to say a couple things here. First off, uh, Travis Green is probably going to be the first head to roll because he should be able to win with that team. Yeah, like, I agree. I and you and I talked about yeah, this we before talk, the broadcast. This, this, this was this I wholeheartedly agree. If you can't make that lineup win games, and more importantly, if that lineup is losing seven one to Colorado, something's yeah, yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah. You're it, it's and and you know okay. So let's talk about that trade that uh, Benning did. We were we loved it. The Oliver Ackerman Larson one. Yeah, it's he, kind of safe. He dumped Benning. he he dumped he dumped three awful contracts, and he got one blue chip defenseman, or at least so we thought. OEL has not worked out the way so far that we thought he was. He has not been overly impressive. He's not really racking up points. Uh, he's he's basically doing the, the bare minimum that we thought he would do as an addition to the Canucks. Well, don't so, forget, we also got Connor Garland in that trade. Yes, okay. Okay, so we did get Garland in that trade. Fine. But is he going to be a permanent fixture? We don't know yet. He's playing great. He's one of the best yeah, Canucks so I, far this season. I agree, but we don't have him locked up for six years the way we have Ekman Larson. So what I'm thinking is ha- what, what just happened here is uh, Benning dumped three awful contracts for one awful contract. I think that is what we got here. 
Benning basically saved his job for one more year. And now, and now what? Now, Green's heads the next role. They can't. They can't go after Benning. Benning's, well, Benning's like, well, I gave you the squad that you, you wanted that you should be able to win with. Mm-hmm. Why aren't you winning? So that, there's his head that goes rolling next. But I will say this: there's there's no more firing coaches after this one. This is this is Benning's last swing, you know. Yeah. And it's and it's not it's not too late for Oliver Ackman Larson to turn it around. But right now, it's looking for uh, three awful. Uh, contract dumps for one awful co- contract dump, and Connor Garland, who's here for what, maybe two years at best, or he'll have to get paid, or or we're gonna have to, and then, yes, and then then we're gonna have to pay him. Yeah. Now I I don't entirely agree with you in terms of the production of Oliver Ekman Larson. I mean, I had really high hopes for him, and he's definitely not doing a points per game total like he has in the past. But he's played think, a really good defensive role and gelled well on that lineup. I, I think, think I think it's important. really easy to shine on a, a bad team like That's, Phoenix. That and I think that is what has happened here. I'm sorry, I'm not sold on him yet. And I and uh, you you remember how excited I were I was when we got oh him. Oh yeah, I know. Well, we we've got audio clips of you in our broadcast preaching his his uh, gospel. So I. I I personally have been very pleased with how Ekman Larson's played. I mean, could he have played better? I think so. But I, if he did this for the entirety of his contract, I would be thrilled. Three bad contracts for one contract. Well, well. Then, so there's your hashtag: three for one. <laughs> yeah. Three for one. And like I said, that's Benning. that's it. That's that's Benning's last. That was his last ditch effort to keep his job and make sure that that Green's head goes goes next instead of his. Yeah, I I mean. I, I don't know, man. I, I definitely think that Travis Green is ahead, but you mentioned there might be an Aquilini connection there or something keeping well, him in. I think, I think with Benning, it's more or less that's because he's Benning is at least trying. He's making moves. Like he's like, like I said, uh, we thought he did something magical with the, with the Ekman Larson thing, but like it turns out it was, uh, like I said, a three bad, three bad contracts for one bad, one really bad contract. So we'll see if that, that, Stands true, but yeah, that remains to be seen. But it's it's really shaping up, and to say that a month or two in, that it's shaping up to be that 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 that's a bad sign. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, and before the Colorado loss, things were starting to look good. But I, I, I there again, I mean, we're gonna have to agree to disagree on this one. I think Ekman Larson's been one of the stronger players, definitely defensively. Uh, I mean, Quinn Hughes is doing his job, which I like, and he's he's playing well. He's he's doing his job. And I, look, back to the, I, I've been fortunate enough to be in the building and have and have some real good angles of of Ackman Larson and like I said he's he's doing the bare minimum right now I, I think there's so much more in there or like I said he it's just easy to shine when you're in such a bad bad team like Phoenix yeah. or Arizona or whatever they're called now they I mean you know that their lease in Glendale is is up with the arena after this year so uh and and very very <laughs> I don't want I didn't want to touch on this but uh, there's several ownerships that are very displeased with Gary Bettman right now and there is yeah. an internal review so we might. This might be the end of the thirty-year Batman era as well. Yeah. So and yeah. you know what? And there's ben, never been more pressure on Batman than right well, now, especially with what happened. This also leads back to the Chicago. What happened in Chicago? But we're not going. We're not going. We've already touched on that. But back to Arizona. You have to remember that Arizona has been Gary's pet project, and that's the reason why they keep getting another kick at the can because like the attendance is, is still is, as bad as it was year one. Yeah. And and he just keeps refusing to accept that it's failed. Yeah. It's his baby. The NHL even was the full full owner of this team for at a certain point. They got Wayne Gretzky as a coach, yeah. ruined ruined yeah. his coaching career because they were so bad. It, it's just it's it's not working, yeah. and Gary refuses to accept it. But if Gary's if Gary ends up getting pushed out, uh, that Gary's the only guy holding Arizona in Arizona. Yeah, 
Well, I mean, in anything short of a Brockmeyer situation, I don't know anybody who's watched that Jim Brockmeyer uh, show. Man, that's hilarious. But great, where great show, where great they show. Basically, save any team. That 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 combination between him and uh, and the the owner Jules, I think her name is in the show. Yeah. But yeah, that's the thing. Anything short of a, a miraculous marketing genius coming into Phoenix and suddenly making it the talk of the town. I don't see Phoenix picking back up, and you're right. And that is that is very tightly corresponds to Gary Bettman, and it's a really big, you yeah. Know. And, and and there is there is a full on review going on for Bettman. And when seven of thirty two owners are calling for your head, you only need about another seven or eight to get on board before guess what the head goes. Yeah, and I mean people have been talking about Pod Coles and maybe playing a bigger role. And I just you know when I'm I'm looking at our stats sheet right here. And I just can't look I at like this. Pat Golson. I like I I love him, but I just I can't look at these player th- this list of players and not and sit and sit there and believe our record. I yeah, can't. No, no, th- like, this is not this is not a Jim Benning issue yet. And this should have been a firing of Travis Green before the season started. And I'm going to f- personally admit that I was not one of those people calling for his head on a stake at the start of the season or before the season or last season. I was willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. I was like, we're just building as a team. Let's let's restructure in the off season. We did what we needed to do. I thought the moves were, were great. I still think <clears throat> that trade is going to turn out to be one of the best trades in Canucks history. Don't get me wrong. It could still work out. But it's one of those things. So now we're, we're stuck where we are, and it's definitely time to get rid of Travis Green and get somebody else new in there. And it's going to take some time, but we could still make the playoffs this year if we make that transition. Oh, I, I, I agree. Like, look at what happened in Pittsburgh that one year. They got off to a bad, uh, the bad start, and they got Sullivan in there, and he won the cup. Or not Sullivan, uh, the guy before Sullivan. He came in and he replaced uh, uh, oh, ter- Michelle Terrien and won the cup. Yeah, yeah, in Pit- yeah. It happens. And look at what happened in St. Louis with, uh, was it Craig Berube? Yeah. Big Chief, he comes in, takes over the team. They're in last place. They win the cup. Well, there's really no, yeah, and there really are no limits to what the Canucks could achieve with this with this roster. Exactly. They are a cup-contending team if everyone starts playing at peak performance. Travis Green has one lo- one more loss in him. <laughs> One more loss, and, and it's gonna. We're gonna get that notification. We're gonna wolf. get that notification yeah. that says uh, uh, Travis Green's been relieved of, of his duties. Uh, I I personally think that Colorado loss was that loss. So I'm surprised uh, uh, it hasn't already that's happened. Why that's why I'm saying he's got, he's got one more. He's think, got one more. They're probably they're probably weighing their options on who's going to take over. Whether it's going to be uh, what's his name, Nolan Baumgartner internally that steps up and I would love that. That would be you know I what he's that. a player. He's a former player. He's a player's guy. You know the, the players would love that. Ooh, that's actually he, great. He, he could. He's basically going to let them run the bench themselves and say, "Just go out there and yeah. do it." You know, like he's he, you get a former player there. Then Barubi, remember Barubi was a uh, former player as well, and look how that worked out for St. Louis. Yeah, it's not like you and you don't even. Yeah, absolutely. We took, that's a great comparison, right? And I oh, I love Baumgartner, Nolan Baumgartner. So I think that's a great choice. Uh, the head could roll quickly with that too. So maybe they give also him one more game. Also, just inducted into the AHL Hall of Fame, Nolan Baumgartner. There we are. Yeah, congratulations, Nolan, on that. But that's the thing. We we could see that happening very very quickly here. Uh, and they don't have to fire up the bullpen and try and find find a new coach. So I think I think we just dug it up. I think yeah. I think we just unlocked something that's probably already happening. We don't even know it. We just yeah. we just kind of see these things the same way they do, I guess. Well, like I say, when I'm looking at a roster that has Brock Besser as your number six point scorer on the team, you got Besser, Pedersen, Horvat, and then you got guys like Connor Bo's, Garland. Bo's been looking good JT too. Miller, Quinn Hughes. Vasily Polkosin, right? Oliver Ekman Larson. This is a this is a contending team if they play well. This is this is a second to third round team. Yeah. 
And on that note, that's all the time we have for this week. So uh, this is Bush League with Beast and the Bear signing off. Uh, yeah. Up next, we have Choro's Place on CIVL Radio 101.7 in Abbotsford, serving the Fraser Valley. Um, our apologies to Trevor Linden. Yeah, I couldn't uh, squeeze we'll, him in this we'll, week. We'll get him in next week. And, uh, Sorry, we'll, Trev. We'll see you at the game. We'll see you guys at the game tonight. It's okay. He'll be fine. He can just go spend some time and in the gym. the Sheldon to Sheldon sign, we're, we're looking for you tonight. That's right. We're looking for the Sheldon to Sheldon sign. First one I see, Bear's going to give you two tickets to the game and the good the, seats. The, the, ba- the bounty has been put out there, guys. The bounty has been We set. will see you tonight at the game. Yep, see you guys at the game tonight. And don't forget to wear your masks while you're in your seats as per the health orders for the province.